each and every one of us. Father, we ask, oh God, that you will instruct our hearts. You will encourage us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we pray that we will not just be hearers of this word, but we will be doers of the same. And at the end of it all, all the glory will be to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so like I said, I'll be talking about our finances. And um, my topic is a dimension called diligence as regards our finances. A dimension called diligence. You know that scripture that I read? I read that to say that God is true and God is the same. There's nothing we're facing now that has not happened before. And that is happening now doesn't mean it won't happen again. But we'll hold on to God's word. So, famine or shortage or lack or scarcity can happen at any time at an, and at any place. I know the thing about it is it can happen at the place where God has told you to go to. For those that have traveled abroad. And for those people that are here, famine can happen here. Scarcity can happen here. And it has happened before. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. I'll be talking about Abraham first of all. Bible says that now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. You know, Abraham was sitting on his own, and God told him this. And he said, And I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. So God instructed Abraham, and he left. Let's go to verse 10. Verse 10 says, And there was a famine in the land. And Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in that land. And it was God that instructed him to move, but he still saw famine. Not just famine, grievous one. So what did God tell you at the beginning of the year? And we have a new president, and things are happening. Let's talk about Isaac. Genesis chapter 26. From verse 1. And there was a famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Jerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land. And I will be with thee. I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swore unto thy father Abraham, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice, kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. That was why Abraham enjoyed it. The six says, and Isaac dwelt in Jerem. So, the Bible tells us that Abraham 
obeyed God, right? He kept his statutes. He kept God's commandments. And he has told Isaac, stay in this land. And you see, the fact that God told Isaac to stay, it didn't mean it wasn't going to work. Let's read verse 12. Bible says that, Then Isaac sowed in that land, and he received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. So, God promised Isaac, but Isaac worked. Some translation says that, and he received a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. So, we will reap when we sow because the Lord has blessed us. And we are the blessed of God. Tell yourself, I am the blessed of God. So, because we are the blessed of God, when we walk, we reap. Hallelujah. If we read the story of Isaac, it was obvious that Isaac didn't just fold his hands. And not only him, even his servants that were working with him. If you read that scripture, when you go down, it tells us that the servants of Isaac, what did they do? They dug a well. And when they dug the well, all the people around them, they were striving with them. So they left that well for them. They moved on to another one. They dug yet again. Why? They were diligent. They were looking for the promise God has given to them. They did not just sit down because God has said it is our year of the supernatural. We'll just sit down. He has promised us overflow. We won't just sit down. We will work. Praise the Lord. But if we read verse 25, it tells us that Isaac actually built an altar there. Because by the third time, you know, they left them. So they said, God has made room for us. So he was ready to settle down. He built an altar. He acknowledged his God yet again. And until verse 32, that well that he dug, there was no water. What am I talking about? I'm talking about diligence. So, as a Christian, diligence will mean the effort you do. That is your own part. While keeping faith and reliance in God. As a Christian, diligence will mean the effort to do your own part while keeping faith and diligence and reliance in God. So diligence means careful and persistent work or effort. Some synonyms of diligence is being industrious, being creative, tenacity, doggedness painstaking, persistence. So you won't say that, I've tried this, it didn't work, and you will give up. No. We're not of that stock that give up. We will do it yet again. You'll be, you'll be consistent. You'll be persistent. You will try it again. You will give it another shot. You will ask people how to do it. You will do it better. That is what you do as being diligent. You have to be creative. You can't just sit down in one place. A man, a woman, a young man, a young lady. You can't sit down and not do anything and expect that people will give to you because it is our year of the supernatural. No. When you walk, you will reap supernaturally. Praise God. And so, antonyms of diligence is laziness. Let's search our hearts. We are we lazy. Idleness. What are you doing with your time? Just sitting down and scrolling on social media. Social media that people, that they make millions of money on. No. 
idleness, slackers. If you are slack, if you are not, if you are not very agile, you are not diligent. Praise God. Carelessness. What has God given to you? What are you doing with what God has given to you? What are you doing with the gifts people are blessing you with? That's diligence. That's, that's diligence when you are doing it, when you're working with what people are, when people give you gifts. It's not for you to just go and eat shawarma or eat burger. No. Sow with it and then reap. Praise God. When people invest in your business, what are you doing with it? When people trust you with their cloth to sow, what are you doing with it? When people connect you with someone, what are you doing? Are you doing your best? That's diligence. When I connect you with someone and then the person comes back to tell me that, ah, that person that you, you asked me to, that person is not good. Though. Wow. You're not being diligent. Praise the Lord. And I dare to tell you that diligence is seen by people and is seen by God. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 28. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 28. The Bible says, And the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. And Solomon, seeing the young man, that he was industrious, he made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. 1 Kings 11, verse 28. Solomon saw Jeroboam, that he was industrious. So is there something you're doing, it looks like nobody is seeing you, just keep at it. Somebody will see it someday. You will stand before a king eventually. You know, when, God, when um, Solomon saw Jeroboam, he kept at it. And eventually a prophecy came. And you know, the way it's funny is that it just looked as if it can never come to pass. But things were just orchestrated. The next king just misbehaved and everybody just wanted Jeroboam to be king. Let's be diligent. Let's be industrious. Let's think out of the box when we're given a task to do. Ah, this is the way they said we should do it. No, go out of your way. Think out of the box. Be creative about it. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Chronicles chapter 31. We're talking about another person that was diligent. 2 Chronicles chapter 31, verse 20 to 21. And thus did Hezekiah throughout all Judah, and wrought that which was good and right and truth before the Lord his God. Verse 21 says, And in every work that he began in the service of the house of our God, and in the law, and in the commandments, to seek his God, he did it with all his heart and prospered. So what are we doing in the house of God? You think he's not being seen? He's being seen by God. Even if your hatred is not recognizing you, even if they're giving awards and you don't get their word, hey, you're being recognized by, by God. He's the, he's the highest rewarder. Praise God. Bible says that he did it with all his heart and prospered. So that means if we do it with all our heart, we will prosper. Praise God. So I dare say that there's a relationship between diligence and prosperity. Let's go to the New Testament. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I'll be talking about Titus and his fellow believers. But let me just quickly say this. I'll read this verse 1 to 3 in easy translation. It says, my Christian friends, let me tell you about the believers and the churches in Macedonia. God has been very kind to them. They have had bad troubles. 
not just troubles, bad ones. <laughs> Are they good troubles? But they continued to be very happy. It was a choice to be happy. As a result, they gave a lot of money to other people. They themselves are very poor. But they still helped other people a lot. Let me tell you this. They gave as much money as they were able to give. Then, they gave even more than that. They gave it because they wanted to. Typical translation of that verse 2 says that, for even during a season of severe difficulty, tremendous suffering, and extreme poverty. I'm not sure we've gotten to the, that place in Nigeria or anywhere in the world. But the Bible says that they gave a lot. So let's not say that, how much am I earning? How much am I making from this business? How much do I have? Me, I'm not so, part of the people that are supposed to be giving in church. You know, they gave it because they wanted to. So if you want to give, you will give. So if it's only 1,000 naira you have made that month or that week, if you give 200 naira, God has seen your heart. It is because you really want to give. So don't make excuses. I just said that to say that. Don't make excuses. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'll be reading verse 16 to 23. So here I'm talking about Titus and some believers. It says that, but thanks to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed he accepted the exhortation. But being more forward, of his own accord, he went on to you. And we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. And not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches excuse me, to travel with us with this grace which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind. Avoiding this, that no man should blame us in the abundance which is administered by us. Providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things. But now, much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. Whether any do inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you, or our brethren be inquired of. They are the messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. That was says that these brethren, they were diligent, very diligent, very diligent. Verse 2, 22 tells us that as believers, can it be said of us that we're diligent in many things, in our business, in our work, in our career, in where we make money, and most importantly, in the house of God. Can we be said that we are diligent? Verse 21 tells us that providing for honest things, not only in the sight of God, but in the sight of men. So we are not saying that God sees me. Men can see it. God sees it, but men can see it. Praise the Lord. So when we are diligent, we are doing our best consistently, persistently. Even when it seems no one is watching, we can expect to prosper. Why, why can we expect to prosper? Because God has promised to bless us. Praise God. So quickly, I'll just talk about some areas that we should be diligent. First of is our work with God. 
Hallelujah. Our walk with God. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Praise God. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. You know that we don't plan to gain this whole world. We have a place we are going to when we live here. So let's be diligent in our work with God. Praise God. Second thing is our career, our business, our work. Proverbs chapter 22. Verse 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before main men. You know what it means to stand before a king? Even if you are the photographer, remember the photographer to Buhari, the way his life changed. Aha. So, if you are diligent in your business, you will stand before king and not main men. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 14. Verse 4, sorry. He says, he becometh poor that dealeth with his slack hand. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. The hand of the diligent maketh rich. The third thing I'll be talking about is our thoughts. Proverbs 21 verse 5. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteous. But every, of everyone that is hasty, only to want. The thoughts of the diligent Let's think things through. Let's be diligent in our thoughts. A lot of people say Christians are lazy when it comes to thoughts. We're not talking about worrying. We're talking about thinking deep about things. Giving it good thoughts. Not worrying, but giving it good thoughts. The Bible says here that the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteous. That means when you think it through, when you think it better, you do things better and you will make more money. Praise God. The fourth thing is Giving to the work of God. I know I've mentioned that in passing, but let's see 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 12. I'll read that quickly. But this I say, let me start from verse 7. Every man according as he proposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he had dispersed abroad, he had given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministered seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. 
for the administration of service not only supplied the wants of the saints, but is abundant also many thanksgiving to our God. So when we give to the work of God, we give to the poor. Praises go to our God. So let's give to the work of God and we give to the, those in need. I'll read Galatians chapter 2 verse 10. Only they would that we should remember the poor, the same which I also was forward to do. So let's remember the poor, even in the hard times. Because even you that you, you have a regular source of income, you know how it is a bit difficult. How much more the poor? Let's remember the poor. Praise God. And then finally, I'll be talking about doing good. Let's be diligent in doing good. Let's not get discouraged. The fact that you've done it before, you know, you've got your hands burnt, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do good. Proverbs 11 verse 22. Proverbs 11 verse 22. 27, sorry. He that diligently seeketh good, procureth favor. But he that seeketh mischief, it shall come unto him. Let's be diligent in, in doing good. And we can be sure that we will enjoy the favor of God. So in conclusion, Isaac was diligent at his work, which was farming. So even when there was farming, he read. Jeroboam was industrious. He was seen by the king and eventually ruled as king. Hezekiah did that which was good, right and truth in every work, and he prospered. Titus and the other believers were diligent, and they were recommended by Paul. Irrespective of the season of life we find ourselves, or the economic situation, or the location we are at, let us be found diligent by God and by name. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 the easy-to-read version says, every time you find work to do, do it the best you can. Every time, any time, wherever that place is, in somebody's house, in somebody's job, in your own business, every time you find work to do, do it the best you can. And you can trust that God will prosper the work of your hands. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for instructing our hearts yet again today. Thank you for bringing to remembrance the things that we've heard before. Thank you for shedding new lights to us, oh God. We trust you that you are the God that has promised to bless us. We declare that we will walk in the fullness of your blessings for our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you because we will not just be hearers of this word, but we will be doers. And your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.